0: This is the podcast by the Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by the Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and as always, I'm joined by Yosem Joe.
1: What's up, Jen? How you doing? Coping well with the
0: coronavirus? Not really, but you know, just
1: okay. moving on. Or <laughs> the lack of la, hopefully like, you know, negative all the way, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're still in partial lockdown and we're recording this remotely as usual. And today we want to talk about tennis superstar Naomi Osaka. As we all know, she recently withdrew from the French Open after the tournament fined her like some $15,000 for not speaking to the media. You know, she refused to attend press conferences. She cited mental health issues. Um, and so she pulled out and she said that, you know, all these posts match press conferences which by the way are mandatory put very undue pressure on players and at the time of recording now she actually just withdrew a few hours ago from another pre-Wimbledon event in Berlin right it's a grass court tournament and so this casts a lot of doubt on whether she will compete in Wimbledon at the end of this month and the Tokyo Olympics next month and if she does indeed miss these two huge tournaments then it will obviously be a huge loss for the sport if you ask me
0: yeah, I actually didn't know that um, press conferences are mandatory for tennis players, so this like really opened my eyes. Um, but well, it's really not the first time I would say that stars have taken issue with the media, right? I guess in this case, a sports star, right? But it's it's the same, you know, because in many instances, I would say that celebrities and the media need each other, mm. um, but they also have a lot of clashes, you know, there's a love-hate relationship. So today, I think because Sam Jo and I are both journalists and we are fans ourselves, so we're going to look at like, you you know, take a closer look at this whole relationship, this symbiotic relationship between the press and stars. So we'll start by going into, of course, Naomi Osaka and the issue of mental health and, you know, other stars who have been at odds with the media And given that we are, you know, pop vouchers, we will talk a little bit more on, um, you know, I would say like movie stars and like TV stars, like Hollywood celebrities over sports stars. And then we'll just go into the question of like, do celebrities have an obligation to the press? Like, should they make themselves available to the media, you know? To what extent should they do it to? And then we'll just end off with our own thoughts on the whole situation. But first, Sam Joe, can you tell me what happened with Naomi Osaka? Because I'm not a sports fan at all.
1: I mean, I'm clearly like the sporty guy here, right? <laughs> In the equation. <laughs> Slim pickings, but still. Slim pickings. Um, no, but I mean, I do watch tennis from time to time, and... In this case, I mean, for all of you who don't know, I'll catch you up to speed, okay, the French Open, also known as the Roland Garros uh, Tournament, right, threatened to expel Naomi Osaka from the tournament after she told them that, hey, you know, I'm not going to appear at the media press conferences. And so they threatened to expel her. And then she thought about it. And in the end, she basically said that, okay, you know what, I'm going to pull out. And we're talking about the world number two player here and four-time Grand Slam champion. Naomi Osaka okay she came out with a statement and said you know um, that she's gonna have to take some time away from the court and she shared that you know ever since the 2018 US Open where she won her first Grand Slam title against Serena Williams ever since then Mm. she's been struggling with depression and anxiety so yeah it's been really tough for her of course but you know the French Open they were very strict and they said that nope it's a mandatory media commitment and if you can't fulfill it uh, we're gonna have to expel you from the tournament. So anyway, she didn't do it, and she uh, was fined, and she decided to pull out. And she said that you know, the tennis press has always been very kind to me, and she was so cute. She even apologized. I mean, that's so Japanese of her, right? Like yeah. she apologized to the, all the cool journalists whom I may have hurt. Mm. Again, she's always thinking about like you know how this might be an inconvenience to everyone else, you mm, know. This but she's very says, Japanese. Yeah, and she's like, you know, I'm not a natural public speaker, she said, and I get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. I get really nervous and I find it stressful to always try to engage and give you the best answers I can. Um, so, I mean, she put she posted this on Twitter, and naturally she's received lots of support from tennis fans and other players alike. And her sponsors also, I mean, kudos to them, they have backed her up, right? You know, you have Nike, Tech Hoya um, Nissan, and many other brands. Apparently she's brand ambassador for a lot of brands. So kudos to all these brands who have stood by her. But it must be said that she's also had a fair share of detractors ever since. Um, so like you know, Roland Garros, the French open officials, they've stuck very much to their code of conduct and her contractual obligations. They were like, you know, okay, this is already in the code of conduct. You can't fulfill it. We have to punish you, you know, so that was their approach. Um, and a lot of people have called them out for being like very unsympathetic. Piers Morgan, Jen's favorite.
0: (laughs) Why is he here again?
1: I'm sorry, but I mean, he was because he has an opinion on everything, apparently. Um, But anyway, uh, you wouldn't be surprised to hear that he called Naomi Osaka a brat. And get this, he compared her to Meghan Markle.
0: This man is obsessed with (laughs) Meghan. Okay, seriously, what's going on?
1: So, which is very confusing because like, I was first read it also, I was like, what has Meghan Markle anything to do with this? And oh, so apparently, you know, he said that, oh, the two of them are very alike, you know, wanting to have her cake and eat it too, using media for promotion, and then using mental health as an excuse to get out of things. So that was his reasoning. But Jen, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts about that.
0: I mean, like, I really don't want to give him any more of my time or waste any more words on him. But suffice to say that, I mean, I'm not surprised that he has no empathy for mental health, la, you know.
1: Yeah, that seems to be uh, very on-brand for him, uh, let's just put mm. it that way, right? It's
0: not out of character. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Anyway, interestingly, Jen, did you know that Roger Federer also exited the French Open this year, midway through the tournament? Okay. Yeah, but for reasons that are completely different. So while Naomi Osaka is saying that, you know, she can't handle the press, she doesn't want to, Roger is saying... I want to save myself for Wimbledon, I've been through like you know some knee surgeries now and I think that this is in my best interest to do it and obviously he's gunning for like you know a fairy tale 21st Grand Slam title right so he's gunning for his next Grand Slam title and tournament officials were you know somehow very supportive of him but if you think about it and some pundits out there have also pointed this out, he technically denied others a coveted spot in the competition so he entered Mm -hmm. the competition, played a few rounds, defeated a few people as he usually does And then he was like okay actually you know what i'd rather save this yeah i don't need the french open title i'll just save it for wimbledon you know so i i don't know and then like you know the, the tournament officials weren't really mad at him or whatever they pretty much like you know supported him so i know that naomi and roger had different reasons for backing out but it does strike me as double standards a little bit because you know you're both backing out for health reasons one is physical one is mental what gives, like, why should one be looked upon as, like, okay, and another be frowned upon? And, mm-hmm. like, have even some people second-guessing you to the point of saying that you're making it up, and it's an excuse. So that really begs the question, you know, um, when it comes to media asking questions and fans imposing all these great expectations on their idols, when does it really cross the line and when does it get too far, right? So, of course, we mm-hmm. want to look at some other case studies of other celebrities who have somewhat gone to war with the media <laughs> over the years.
0: Yeah, la, there's a lot of those, like.
1: Yeah, a lot of those. I mean, in the tennis world, um, just to draw like for like comparison, right? Novak Djokovic, right? Serbian player, Mm -hmm. also refused to speak to the media at last year's US Open. And um, this happened because, you know, he was disqualified from the tournament. He struck a ball down in anger and then the ball like accidentally hit a female line judge in the throat. Ouch! (laughs) I know.
0: Ouch!
1: I know I shouldn't be laughing. The video is like it's it's incredible.
0: And given that it's him, it would have hurt a lot.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're talking about pro tennis player, like you know the oh speed at God. which the ball is going. Yeah. So anyway, he was disqualified, but he was quite furious lah like, because at the end of the day, it was an accident. Like you know, maybe he could have controlled his temper a little bit better, but he was still disqualified. And then he basically like was like, I'm not doing the press conference. And he left in the car immediately after the match. Mm. and he was fine for missing that press conference and away from the world of tennis of course in Hollywood the relationship between celebrities and the media is often one of like paparazzi right there's a strong paparazzi culture it's very
0: hostile it's often very hostile is what I
1: Yeah, stars often just, like, you know, find themselves, like, you know, going about their normal lives, like, you know, maybe getting Starbucks or something, and then they suddenly get cornered and stalked by the media, especially Mm. photographers, right? I mean, Mm. no surprise there, because that's how your tabloids and TMZ get all the so-called scoops and unglammed photos of our favourite celebs. So, you have very famous cases like Britney Spears, like, you know, when she broke down in tears and Mm -hmm. pleaded with the paparazzi to leave her alone. Remember that Dateline interview that she did with Matt Lauer? Yeah. The
0: disgrace, Matt Lauer, Yeah,
1: And then her mascara was like, you know, uh, streaking down her face and everything. was really sad.
0: Yeah, and you know, if you want to listen more about Britney, we did a whole episode on her so you can find that in our archives.
1: Yeah, hashtag free Britney. Yeah, yep. she had the whole infamous meltdown where she shaved her head and attacked the paparazzi with an umbrella. But it just shows you la, that, you know, being in the spotlight is very harsh, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. And you can really, really do things to your mental health. And the other person I wanted to speak about also very briefly is the other Naomi, <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Naomi Campbell. Supermodel. Um, supermodel of the world. She's had her fair share of going to war with the paparazzi. You know, she's been yeah. found guilty of assaulting an Italian photographer uh, before apparently she scratched his eye. Um, this video footage of her telling so many of the paparazzi photographers mm. to stop filming, you know, and to back down and then they would just keep filming.
0: Yeah. And of course yeah, that's very common for paparazzis, Like it's a common tactic they would try and um make the celebrity angry so that they can take a photo of the celebrity being angry. Like that's a more valuable photo that would sell more. That would yeah. sell for more money than just like them getting out of their car, you know.
1: Yeah, and looking poised and everything. Exactly. That's why it's always the unglam photos that sell the magazines, right?
0: Mm. And of
1: course for Naomi Campbell, on her part, yes, she has acknowledged that she has anger management issues, and they're very clear for all to see. But would it have happened, you know, on all these occasions if she wasn't provoked? You know, clearly, she's someone who values her privacy, so it does make you wonder. And of course, in Asia, I mean, things are same same, but a little bit different, right, Jen?
0: Yeah, I would say that in Asia, you rarely get that sort of level of access to a celebrity, and it's much more controlled but there is also like uh, clashes between you know celebrities and the media lot because especially when it comes to paparazzi culture so in like you know hong kong which we mentioned just now uh, nicholas c who we also did an episode about him once uh, about mm-hmm. him and fei wong you can go check that out nicholas c you know true to his bad boy name <laughs> he one time he <laughs> smashed a paparazzi's camera because the, the guy was like hounding him and he just like turned around and like smashed his camera onto the floor. Which is very him is what it's I'm so saying. So
1: on, on brand again, right?
0: It's very on point, yeah. Um now he's like gotten rid of the bad boy image. Now he's like a chef, like a father, know. you know. He's
1: a domestic yeah. guy, he's a chinan.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then um <laughs> his girlfriend, Fei Wong, his now girlfriend, used to be ex-girlfriend, then Broke up then. Girlfriend Got again. Come back together
1: again. Yes. Fairy yeah. tale ending.
0: Mm-hmm. She is also like notoriously difficult to interview. Like even among celebrity hosts, they mm. they say like oh they are a bit scared of interviewing her because she she's known for giving like kind of like very forward or like one word answers. Like she's not she's not like she's not super friendly is what we're saying. And um I think one time she was she was at some event or some press conference and I think someone like asked her a question about her divorce. And she just like famously shot back, why is it any of your business? And like shut it down. So yeah, and it's not uncommon for Asian celebrities and Asian journalists to have to feel questions or ask questions about someone's personal life. Mm. So, but it is quite rare to see a celebrity like straight up get upset and be like, it's none of your business, you know?
1: Right, right, right. It's rare to hear them like, take direct umbrage basically
0: yeah it's very rare oh oh, oh <laughs> i see what you did there we
1: went there we went there we
0: went there yeah okay so there's also like um just very briefly touching on this taiwanese singer our court um uh, xie hexuan you know that's his chinese name he suffers mm. from bipolar disorder so this this time to that mental health issue and he has like depression and he's also lashed out at the press before because um, I think like it was last year or something that he was caught in this controversy for cheating on his wife, whom he has ah. since divorced, and he has married his his cell son. Like he has married the woman that Mistress. he was
1: cheating. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So he cheated on his wife. He became mired in controversy, and then like I think the press was like trying to find him, ask him questions, and he like straight up yelled at the press. Like straight up yelled at the reporter and was very aggressive and it was all caught on camera and it became a meme so you know wow i mean i feel i feel really bad for him because like clearly he has bipolar like maybe he's going through some sort of a mental break but yeah that's what happened
1: jen closer to home you know what this reminds me of i was thinking about anan
0: it's okay it's all right (laughs) that was
1: that was that was immediate obligation that they put on themselves
0: yeah, the, like, it was Jack Neal doing a press con, and then Anna had to come out and, like, protect, like, uh his wife and everything, uh, Jack Neal's wife, and you know what, RIP Anand that was, that was great, like, it was a great moment that you gave right, to us. Right, right,
1: that was his one big contribution, and he also became a meme, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, he
0: also became a meme.
1: Alright, now if you're enjoying this episode of your favourite pop culture podcast, don't forget to find us on our podcast channel. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Some of our episodes are also on YouTube, so don't forget to check those out too. All you have to do is to search for hashtag pop vultures. Tell all of your friends about us, like us, rate us and subscribe. Alright now, back to our show.
0: So all of this, you know, really begs the question, do celebrities have an obligation to the media? You know, in some cases, like paparazzi, of course, it's quite obvious that it's just an invasion of privacy and it's not very nice. But, you know, on the one hand, you know, without media, celebs are not celebs, right, Sam Jo?
1: Yeah, that is the very basis of their fame. Like, Other than the fact that, you know, obviously, they're known for certain things like maybe acting or playing a sport or mm. singing.
0: But you still need that publicity
1: yeah you still need the publicity and you still need people to actually familiarize themselves with you right and that's what the media is there to do right among other things and on the other hand as jen and i as journalists would testify reporters are actually just doing their jobs you know when it comes to asking tough questions right and sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to ask these tough questions because they're either necessary or they are the questions that are going to get you that like you know that scoop or the exclusive Mm -hmm. angle
0: you know Mm -hmm. on certain Mm -hmm. things yeah
1: So yeah, I've often wondered, like, you know, when is it really crossing the line? Because even in our day-to-day jobs, like, you know, we have ethics that we abide by, Mm. but the area is very grey, and especially when it comes to what celebrities owe Mm. in terms of their time and patience Mm. to the media. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, Definitely. I mean, from a promotional perspective, you know, I would say that some projects really do need press. Like, um, I mean, you know, tennis is a globally popular sport, but imagine if you're in a less popular sport, like a sport that is not as well known, you need the media to bring it to a higher level, to raise the profile of it, to bring more fans to it so that it can become a bigger sport, it can become bigger budget, it can, you know, uh, just... Be a sport that gains more audience, gains more money, helps the players overall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And similarly, say if you're in a smaller budget movie or you're in an indie movie or like you're in one of those like cute Netflix rom-coms, you know, that doesn't get a lot of... That doesn't have like too many huge stars or anything press is needed, right? To sort of like raise the profile and awareness of the project itself and to do justice to the project and make sure that people see it. I agree, yeah. And I think in general, celebrities do need press to promote themselves, especially if you are not an A-lister. Like, of course, if you are like, I don't know, Beyonce, maybe you don't need it and she doesn't, (laughs) you know, but like... She really doesn't, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she didn't start out always not needing the press, Why, You know, so people always build their way up. Of course, when you're starting out, I think most celebrities will jump at the chance to do press because they want that publicity. They want to be known in the industry and get more opportunities and more exposure for themselves. But I think some people will also argue that, you know, promotional obligations are just obligations, right? It's not part of my job. It's not acting, it's not playing a sport, it's not singing, why do I mm. have to do it, you know?
1: Especially if it's not in their contract, right? And then mm. they, they wonder, like, you know, if I don't do it, yes, of course it's commonplace to do it, but should I be penalised for it if I refuse to do it? And a very good example of this is Monique, right? When she mm. acted in Precious and she was so amazing in it as Precious's mom. Do you know that she refused to promote the movie at the Cannes Film Festival because she wanted to spend time with her family? And... The studio bosses tried to persuade her and everything she was like no like you know i i'm not obligated to like you know it's not my contract and then she offered to go if they paid her and then they said no and then they painted her as a diva and you know lee daniels also famously came out to say that you know monique essentially was blackballed by studio bosses you know he said that it's not just a show it's show business and ultimately when monique won her best supporting actress oscar she went up and she said, I would like to thank the Academy for showing that it can be about the performance and not the politics. And everyone was like, Woo, because because she was saying that, you know, look, you know, I did my friend a favor. I acted in his movie. I got paid only $50,000. I wanted to spend time with my family. What's wrong with that? Like, you know, are you going to go into work on a Saturday morning when your boss asks you to and do it for free? Or are you going to ask how much you're going to get paid? So that's what she was yeah. trying to do.
0: I mean, then the after note to this whole situation is that Monique is not really acting anymore. Which yeah. may or may not be because people found her difficult to work with because she didn't want to do press, right? It's possible.
1: Maybe they'll be thinking like, oh, we cast in this movie, we have to pay her extra to do the promo. So, yeah. exactly. Again, like what Lee Daniel said, right? You know, you have to play ball when it comes to this because it is a business and it's not. Unfortunately, it's not always just about the craft.
0: Yeah. But see, in Monique's case, right, at the very least, she was like, hey, if you're not going to pay me, I'm not going to do the press. They should just never do the press, right? I think there are also instances of celebrities doing the press, like, fulfilling the obligation, so to speak, and then being either like openly hostile or like clearly disinterested in doing press and it results ironically in very bad press in very bad coverage for whatever project they're promoting because they seem so cagey they seem so uninterested they seem so like uninvolved and not like not even the least committed to be promoting the project you get what I mean Mm, mm. so what are you thinking of I mean Okay, so there was this whole big thing with St. Vincent a while back. So she's a musician, St. Vincent, and she had, like, a new album, Cut Home or something. And it was reportedly inspired by her father's conviction and imprisonment for a stock manipulation scheme. So this reporter, Emma Madden, tried to ask her about it, right? And she became very weirdly cagey and didn't want to answer the questions properly. And then after the interview was done, she tried to kill the piece. Like, she tried to... Get the journalist to pull the piece entirely, and I think I think it might have succeeded. But the journalist later on published bits of the interview on her own personal blog or something, and it became a big controversy. So I feel like if you already agreed to the interview, then commit to the interview, right? Like if you are not willing to commit to the interview, if you are not willing to answer tough questions, don't take the interview.
1: Yeah, you don't really get to cherry pick like you know what the reporter asks or not. Like, and if something as big as your dad like being arrested, like you know, happened. They're definitely gonna ask you about it.
0: And she openly said that it influenced the music, right? Like, she, supposedly it yes. did influence her music.
1: Yeah, so it's not like the question should be out of bounds. But if anything, you should be going in with the attitude, hey, they're definitely gonna ask me about this because it's very much tied up with my music how can I best answer it without losing my temper? <laughs> or like, you know, how can I control mm. the narrative? Now that is a mark of a smart celebrity, right? Mm. Um, mm. Of course, there are also cases of celebrities just, you know, it takes two hands to clap. And sometimes it's also the journalist's fault, I would I would say. Like, you know, and a very mm. good example that comes to mind is uh, Cara Delevingne, right? Mm. Model and also happens to be ex-girlfriend of St. Vincent.
0: Oh, um, yes!
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think this was around the time when she was still dating St Vincent um, in 2015. She was on this talk show called Good Day Sacramento, you know, and it was a morning talk show, very early in the morning. Uh, She was there to promote her new movie, Paper Towns, and the premiere was just the night before, okay? Mm -hmm. And this movie, by the way, is an adaptation of the John Green novel. And so the show hosts, right, also one kind. I mean, firstly, I mean, they were very chirpy and everything, as, you know, morning talk show hosts usually are. Mm. But they made the first boo-boo by introducing her as Carla. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. And then they went on to ask her very weird questions that often came off as condescending, like, so... Did you get a chance to read the book? Or have you been too busy? <laughs> and then she yeah, was like, what? That's weird. That's very weird. Yeah. yeah. And then she's there like just furrowing her brows the entire time. And you know she has very thick brows, right? And it's yes. so obvious. So she's basically going like, you can tell she's thinking like, what is going on here? Um, and they you ask her questions like, oh, you seem more excited about it in London, you know, than you do right now. Are you just exhausted? And then she's like, whoa. And then yeah. they went on. They were like, yeah, you seem a little bit irritated. Perhaps it's just us. And then she was like, yeah, perhaps it's just you.
0: Yeah, like, it's so awkward.
1: Yeah, they had already poked the bear by then, right? And then they were like, oh, we'll let you go then. You know, how about you go take a little nap, get a little Red Bull, how about that?
0: So, That's so mean.
1: I know. So, okay, granted, maybe she wasn't in the best of moods, right? And she obviously was tired and sure, some of her answers were very sarcastic. Some can call it like, you know, very dry British humour or whatever. But it takes two hands to clap, you know. And I think the anchors in this case were very tactless, uh, to say the least.
0: Yeah, this reminds me of the time that Daniel Kaluuya won his Oscar just this year, right? And in the virtual mm. press room, the journalist asked Daniel Kaluuya uh, what it was like working with Regina King. And mm. he didn't work with Regina King because the person who worked with Regina King was another black man, Leslie <gasps> Odom Jr. Oh my yeah, god. Because there were two... Um, So, like, Leslie Odom Jr. was nominated, I think, for Best Supporting Actor for a Regina King movie, and Daniel Kaluuya was nominated and won Best Supporting Actor for another movie. So, like, she mixed up two black men. So, can you imagine, like, how bad that looks and how little it shows that you're doing your research? Like, what's going on there, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. So, definitely, even as journalists, we know that, you know, if you don't do your homework, Chances are that you can screw it up pretty badly. You must do your homework.
0: You must do your homework. And you know, when you do do your homework, it can be a very fulfilling working relationship and can come You can have great interviews and great coverage out of it. I was watching ASAP Rocky's GQ interview. ASAP Rocky, by the way, is Rihanna's boyfriend. <laughs> it's very sweet. <laughs> uh, this is the, I think um, they did a GQ interview with him and they were going through like his fashion over the years. And The journalist was like, he obviously did his research, so he would ask certain questions and ASAP Rocky would be like, wow, how did you know that? Wow, you really did your homework. And you could tell he got very into the interview because of it. And it was like a great video. Like, so...
1: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we also have to remember that you can be a journalist, you can be a celebrity, but at the end of the day, right, we are all human, you know? So find that sweet spot. I feel like we're almost giving like a career talk here, but... (laughs)
0: No, No, but but really, you
1: really have to like, you know, do your homework and find a sweet spot like what's going to make this person tick, right, you know, rather than push the wrong buttons. You know what I'm trying to say? And you also
0: have to have to go into it with respect for each other, I think. So the celebrity needs to respect the professionalism of the journalist and the journalist needs to be professional and respect the job of the celebrity, right?
1: Right. And don't feel like, you know, one is better than the other. If not, you're definitely going to have a tough time and the experience is not going to be pleasant. Yeah. So what are your overall thoughts, Jen? I want to know, like, when it comes to celebrities and whether or not, should they get to pick and choose when and where they speak to the
0: press? I mean, in general, you know, I'm in full support of people drawing boundaries for their mental health. Mm. So, like, you know, if Naomi Osaka says, you know, this is really actively harming my mental health, I, I feel very anxious, I feel very nervous, I don't feel good. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, like, Like, don't do the press conferences. And I also am very surprised that they are fined for not doing the press conferences. Like, I I didn't realize that it was mandatory. So, like, for me, it's like, you know, if it is actively hurting you, don't do it. I don't think anybody should have to sacrifice their mental health to speak to the press. And I don't think that the press should be invasive to the point of harming someone's uh, life, like the way they did in Britney's case. Yeah. Um... But also, I just feel like if you are, say, the biggest star in a small indie film, or like a smaller television show, that otherwise will not get much exposure, then I feel like maybe you do owe it to the people that you worked with on the project to give it more publicity and to give it more exposure by doing press, you know? Mm. So, I, I do feel like there are certain times where I'll side-eye the celeb if they're like, eh, I'm not doing press, I'm pulling up, you know? And mm. they just let the movie be buried or what, you know? Of course, you want a movie to be watched, right?
1: They let it sink or swim and because to them, it's like one of many things in their resume. Like, they don't need the movie. Yeah. The movie needs them more, right?
0: Yeah. So, I feel like there are times where definitely um, there should be, they should do press, lah. But of course, there are also celebrities who famously don't do press or they hate doing press, right? So Beyonce, our queen, of course, does not do press because, well, does she need it? She doesn't. Um,
1: she doesn't. In fact, her, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Then um, Joaquin Phoenix also kind of makes it very obvious that he hates doing it, um... Leonardo DiCaprio, after he got very big, after he got really A-list, also kind of stopped doing press entirely. Um, my favourite Irish dude, my favourite Irish man, Killian Murphy. Mm. <laughs> he's, so, he's so cute. He's so oh, sexy. Oh, I thought you were going to say Piers Morgan. <laughs> no! Ah! No! Anyway, I'm kidding. yeah, Killian Murphy, who is super sexy by the way, and is in a quiet place too. That is now in theaters, but he also <laughs> kind of famously doesn't like doing press. Um, But I think the thing that ties a lot of these people together is they don't really have to. I mean, most of them are A-listers. I mean, even Killian Murphy, he might not be A-list, but he definitely is a is a known name and. Even in his case, when he headlines a project, he does do press, he doesn't really do a lot of it when he doesn't headline the project, like when he's not the main dude on the on the movie, right? But so like, you have to reach a certain level, right? At which you can say, I don't do press, and it doesn't really have that many consequences. Like you have to be Beyonce, lah, right? So... As I said, Beyoncé doesn't need to do press for Lemonade. She doesn't need to do press for her Adidas Lion Ivy Park because it will sell out without her doing any press. She doesn't have to do press for Lion King because there are other people involved in the project and they can do the press themselves. So, you know, I think it's also a question of of resources and it's also a question of who gets to say they don't want to do press. Why was it that Monique was dragged for not doing press and Beyoncé is not dragged for not doing press? So I think it's also a multi-layered issue because aside from doing press for projects that really need it aside from the symbiotic relationship that some celebrities do need press to raise their profile there are also celebrities who have reached a level of fame at which they don't need the press the press needs them more than Mm. right more the other way around so it's show business right it's really like how famous you are how a-list you are how much resources you have decide the treatment that you get as well um, as
1: unfair as that is sometimes, it, mm, it is the name it, of the game. La.
0: Yeah. And I do think that, uh, as I said just now, if you are going to do press, commit to it. Because like, sometimes I feel that celebrities who are obviously disinterested, obviously hostile, or like, they straight up are rude, is very, is a waste of time. It's like, if you are not interested in doing this, if you are not committed to do this, why waste everybody's time, right? That journalist mm. who has interview you can go take his or her time and commit it to something else. That will give them a better story than you sitting here refusing to give answers or being really rude. So I feel like yeah. if you're going to do that, that's not respectful, right? I just feel like the ultimate thing is are we respectful to one another when we, do, when we are in that situation where we are doing an interview?
1: Well, some people have also brought up this whole idea of money, right? Like, you know, they argue that, you know, you celebrities get paid so much, you know, from um especially from all the media exposure. You know, there is a level of obligation there. Like, you know, one of the Good Morning Sacramento hosts also said after that super awkward interview with Cara Delevine, mm-hmm. He was like, You're getting paid five million dollars for six weeks of work. You can pretend to talk to us with more oomph. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so there is that mm-hmm. camp that believes like, you know, celebrities You know, with the amount of pay that they command, they owe the media something, you know. And a lot of people also talk about, I mean, pro athletes come on, you talk about Naomi Osaka, you talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Mm -hmm. If they win a match or they win a tournament, they have so much money, you know. And of course, if they win it, it's their hard work, right? They are the ones who put in the hours and the training and everything, Mm -hmm. and it's their skill. so much of their income also comes from the star power surrounding that, you know, Mm. and the accompanying brand endorsements, just now we talked about how Naomi already has a few, including instant noodles, you know, and um, in Ronaldo's case, like how much a club is willing to shell out just to get him under their banner, you know, so there's something to be said about, you know, not biting the hand that feeds you and at least being a good sport, you know, pardon the pun, when it comes to media appearances, you know, especially if they are explicitly stated in your contract, right, and I think... Tennis legend Billie Jean King, like she acknowledged this in a very measured way. You know, she basically said that, hey, you know, the press and the sport of tennis, you know, we they have this symbiotic relationship, like you mentioned earlier, and the media grows the sport, helps the sport to grow. Mm. And it's down to like, you know, just both sides respecting each other's boundaries and understanding that you're, you know, at the end of the day. Like you know both sides they're in this together like you know you're supporting each other so why don't and why not help each other uh, but of course i mean that said if someone is literally telling you and pleading with you that hey you know this press conference is seriously jeopardizing my own health mm-hmm. you know would you still force them you know i mean in naomi osaka's case sure it's a contractual obligation you know but moving forward should should tournaments like that continue to be so rigid with their rules like you know um, many of these rules like Naomi pointed out are outdated you know and then you risk losing players who are so good at what they do but are terrified of public speaking
0: mm. you know so
1: wouldn't the sport suffer even more if we lose great players like that you know mm. they say that athletes have to promote the sport but the last I checked tennis is well and alive right mm. and young people are just training to become the next Roger the next Naomi the next Serena so I can totally empathize with Naomi because You know, like these press conferences, right, they're no joke, you know, they come just minutes after. It's
0: literally right after they lose a match or win a match.
1: Questions are piled on and often these questions are also not asked in the most sensitive manner. They're like, why do you think you lost? Could you have done better? I mean, sure, these are like standard questions, but you must understand, again, at the end of the day, everyone's human, right? So where's the empathy there? And could there be a better way to go about it? Maybe not have the press conference directly after the match. Maybe wait a day or so when they can, you know, calm themselves down and collect their thoughts. And then they can give you better responses also. So moving forward, I do think that these tournaments, that's something that they could work on. And I think Naomi has also pledged to like, you know, work with them on it to come out with a better solution. You know, must be extremely terrifying for her, you know, girlfriend just wants to play some tennis! (laughs) Right? (laughs) Why must I answer all these questions? You know, super voyeuristic questions at that. Yeah, so anyway... Also boils down to, like, you know, some people, yes, they may be in the spotlight, but everything, their lives are perfect, you know, they're getting so much money out of this and that. But the fact is many of them are very uncomfortable, you Mm. know, being in front of the lens, Mm. being asked questions. You know, Naomi is a good example, right? They enjoy their craft, It could be acting, singing, playing a sport, but we all have those, we all know that introverted celebrity, right, you know, who is not, just not cut out to handle paparazzi, Mm. who will just buckle under the pressure of constant scrutiny, and a never-ending stream of invasive questions. You know, you have to be thick-skinned, and if you're not thick-skinned and not wired that way, you know, something bad is going to happen, like, you know. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually thankful that Naomi has, uh, you know, prioritized her mental health. And I hope that other people can also see that it's not—it's no joking matter, and that they take it seriously. Sometimes people are just not cut out for that. Then, should we be forcing that and like etching it into their contracts? I'm not sure if that's the most
0: healthy approach. Yeah, I think Samjo and I, in the end, we arrive at the same point, which is that if you feel that you are really not cut out for it, or if you are like truly not interested in doing it at all, and you are like not interested in it going well then just don't do it because it's really a waste of time for everybody and it's it's also bad for yourself. So like, why bother?
1: Anyway, we'd love to hear what all of you think, okay, especially about the love-hate relationship between celebrities and the media and whether celebrities do have that obligation, you know, to do press conferences and so on and so forth. At what point do you draw the line? Please Write to us and tell us what you think. You can reach out to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also write to me at yo sam jo at sbh.com.sg.
0: You can also write to me at jen lee at sph.com.sg. Or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram at jen lee writes.
1: I guess that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Please keep tuning in and listen to all our other episodes and tell us what you'd like to hear next. Till next time, she's Jen.
0: He's Sam Jo.
1: And we are pop voucher
0: That was an SBH podcast by the Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg.